Daniel. Hey. What's up? Not much. Just feeling a little stressed, a little, little tired, a little annoyed. A lot going on. Just trying to find job and a lot of things going on. How are you doing? I sort of like similar to you. Tired. Uh, it's. I know I always talk about the heat here, but now <laughs> the weather here is just ridiculous. Now it's it's in the 60s and cloudy and rainy, which is not typical for this time of year. It, it's weird here. <laughs> I complain about just, the weather a lot. Did you hear about the hurricane in Florida? Yeah, I heard about one was heading there. I'm guessing it was already there. Yeah, it already passed. We didn't get hit okay. down here, but I think north of Tampa area got hit pretty bad. They get it bad. Mm. If anyone's know, listening heard... in Tampa, yeah. hope you all are okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Florida is known for hurricanes, and now it's a hurricane season, isn't it? Yeah, this is yeah. hurricane season. This is where most of them hit around this time. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. I'm Daniel. I'm Shoshana, and, and this, this is, is Two, Two Sibs, Sibs in, a pod. in a Pod. This is our sixth episode, right? It's our, wow, our sixth episode. Wow. Can't believe it. It's been nice to just, you know, connect with my brother every week with Daniel, because we really, we really haven't done much of that, you know, like we were doing that a little bit before the podcast, and then we're like, let's just record a podcast. So it's really nice to be able to do this. And I want to hear more about like what's causing you stress and frustration if you want to share. I'll say some. I don't know if I want to share all of it, but just feeling very kind of stuck lately, just very frustrated and kind of angry with that feeling of feeling stuck. Because right now I don't have a solid job. I don't really have a solid roof over my head and I have to leave where I'm going we're leaving this place where I'm staying very soon and I have to go to a new place which I do have but I have zero structure and for me I thrive around structure and you know I'm afraid to just go into a new house with zero job zero structure and as a previous marijuana user I'm afraid I could fall back into my old habits very easily that's some great insight because lack of structure can be a really big trigger for a lot of people who, well, have substance use issues, but just like people who have any mental health issue, really. Yeah, I think free time, just being not able to just just being kind of not having that structure creates like a feeling of stuckness, I feel like for some people. And structure is like a really good topic, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's relatable to a lot of a lot of people actually I think so too and you know some people see I'm I wonder how what structure means to you actually because some people it's like a routine some people it's like more so they think of structure as like having a nine-to-five job or maybe just a daily routine like what does that mean for you so for me it's it's both to me, it's like having a routine and having a job and kind of just creating like a schedule that works for me. So like, for example, that could be, you know, waking up at a certain time and doing some sort of exercise class or something productive that I enjoy doing and then going to work, 
and then having like for me i need to have my day planned most of my day you know i could have you know there's always that free time at night mm-hmm. but it's i feel like every step of my day needs to be planned or i get stuck in my thoughts a lot mm-hmm. and just a general sense of feeling i guess loneliness or abandoned um so i constantly need to be keeping busy and mm. i guess yeah so for me structure is really having a a sense of a schedule and a routine at the same time that makes sense yeah what about you yeah for me it would be more so having i guess having a routine um i thrive off of routine that's how i see it like doing things at certain times and and i guess i like things to be predictable which i don't know if that's a a a a, I mean, it's not a good or a bad thing, but then it's like spontaneous things. Eh, it's not that predictable, but I do thrive off of a schedule, even though I don't always have one every day. I still try to make one for myself. I, it's a tough one because for me, I used to have a really hard time with downtime and now I like it, yet it's also challenging because I'm like you said, I'm more in my thoughts. Yet what I have noticed that even when I am busy doing things, I'm still in my head. So it's like either way, the stuff is still there. I really And something, yeah, something you said stood out to me. And you said that when you I don't I, I don't remember your exact words, but when you have you know, downtime or unstructured time that feelings come up of like you said, abandonment and loneliness. Yeah. And this is, this is me asking a a question here of how would it feel to actually sit and do nothing for a bit? Like force yourself because distractions great, especially if you're in the early stages of, you know, your recovery like all for distraction yet we can't always distract because our emotions are still there that's true it's a good question um hmm. it would be uncomfortable i think yeah it would be uncomfortable something that i'm learning is that like it's okay to you know have these feelings and feel uncomfortable is like totally okay for so long i would be pushing that uncomfortable feeling away and I still do but you know I'm slowly seeing that in order to really move forward you have to sit with your emotions and be uncomfortable but that's a really good question I need to think about that a little bit more I think to give you a full answer but yeah maybe I should try that (laughs) I mean and like if you do try it try it during like the t- a time where what's the word I'm trying to use like a time where a easier time of day you know what I mean like if there's a specific time like maybe night not night definitely not at night not yeah like that's not the best like yeah. around this time right now it's like would be the worst time <laughs> yeah or like maybe before you go to a meeting or something yeah it's a good idea and like literally 
it's more so just sitting and like acknowledging the emotions that come up. Like you don't have to sit and feel them for hours. Right. Just like acknowledge them and it'll pass. It may not pass right away. The feelings will probably come back, but feelings ebb and flow. That's the one thing I've learned. Sometimes they last longer than you really want. I know it sucks. Right. But the more like the more we avoid our feelings, the more we're going to want to use those unhealthy coping mechanisms. Hmm. As I'm sure you know. So how do you have you do you sit with your feelings sometimes? Like how do you do this? <laughs> I I do. Um I used to not to, but I guess as I've gotten older, <laughs> the more I've tried to avoid them, the less it works. The older I get. <laughs> it like Huh. No matter what, things just stop working for me, like avoidance behaviors. So I sort of was forced to, especially if you're going to do therapy for trauma, you're going to have to sit through those feelings. But a good therapist will teach you like emotion regulation skills. Yeah, I'm working on working on finding someone who who specializes in trauma yeah yeah it's important that's very important hard to find good person it really is it's hard to find there are a lot of therapists that you know say that they're specialized in trauma but they really really have no clue yeah because i that would be my therapist that i really really need to just leave yeah and she she specializes in trauma. She does EMDR. Like she does that. But the things that she says is just not trauma informed. And I leave feeling worse. And that's not how therapy's supposed to be. No, it's not. I mean, I dropped my therapist not so long ago because I was feeling very similar. And he claimed he was trauma informed. And <laughs> he was not <laughs> that's the thing with these therapists like how much training do they making. really go to it it really it really that's is how i see it and well the more qualifications therapists get the more like they can treat you know what i mean like yeah and like getting like emdr certified is an extra qualification which is common for you know not every trauma therapist does it but that's a common technique there's like all these extra yeah i don't know but it's like how much are they really taking in with this education if they're not putting it to use or it could also be that they've just been doing this for so many years that they're just burnt out and they're not fully in it yeah which then maybe a different career choice should be an option <laughs> but i know exactly. it's not that easy yeah yeah it's a high burnout field it's like it's a really hard field but if you're going to go into the field you need to be competent yeah and there's a lot of i don't want to like crap on people but there's just so much incompetency in in every field in every field there is i yeah i just i don't understand how some people I don't know. They claim that they're specialists in certain areas. They go to school for that. And they really, they come out like they didn't learn anything. I have a hard time grasping that too. To me, it's just a bunch of BS. <laughs> so that's yeah. really how I see it. 
yeah it's just to like get the title really you know get that it's degree pathetic. and that's it pretty yeah. pathetic if you think about it yeah it really is they i think we said this last time like they need to do more vetting for therapists yeah for people who are working with others who like have mental health issues they need to be competent because you could you could really do harm and a therapist one of the ethical guidelines like the main the number one is do no harm to your clients Mm -hmm. many therapists don't follow that i mean they may not intentionally do harm but a lot of them do unintentional harm because they're just not informed enough about certain areas right it's a tough it's a tough field a lot of paperwork if you're dealing with insurance. Really? Have you been filling a lot of paperwork? I filled a lot of paperwork when I was at my internship. And that was just, I hated it. I couldn't. I, it's the paperwork that really got me. It's like after hours, you're you're spending time doing paperwork and all this. And it's just. What, what type right? of paperwork? Well, you always have to write a therapy note. Um, and because I wasn't used to it. And because I'm a perfectionist, it took me longer than the average. You know, some therapists write in five minutes, not me, took much longer. But then there's always like, if you're, if you're closing a client out or referring them or you're looking up resources for them or, or, you know, things like that, or you have to upload documents, like certain documents, um, or you got to like review, there's certain things you have to review every month and like fill out paper, just documents. It's just... It's insurance and government stuff, really. It's really all for that. But mm-hmm. it's requirements. And it's just extra time. And when you're someone who's a perfectionist, and I think because of ADHD, it was just, it was a lot. It was so, it felt so disorganized. I hear that. Yeah. Paperwork's I just, never, I just, never fun. No, and especially when it has to be a certain way, because someone's looking over the paperwork. And if you don't do it correctly, they're going to tell you. So I was like, oh, I have to do it right. Or else like they're going to tell you. And oh, another paperwork is like when you're doing an assessment, the assessment's two hours usually. Um, and you have to write it up after you have to do a service plan. Like you have to do so many things and you may not have enough time during the day if you're seeing other clients. This is after every session? Done. No, it's only when you're doing an assessment for a new client. Oh, okay. So these are these like guidelines they are provided by the state. Um, well, every place, like every, I think every agency has different guidelines, but if you take insurance, there's certain paperwork you have to do for okay. like insurance companies, but then it's also like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prove a diagnosis, um, you know, to get insurance coverage. Like you gotta follow up on care. And for those who have, you know, clients who have a, you know, a, a driving under the influence, they you have to like report to the to the DMV in the state like we have to do that so it's just a lot of reporting and paperwork and back and forth if you don't report like a DUI would would you get in big trouble for that it would be flagged in the system like there's certain paperwork that it'll be like flagged like reminder fill this out I see or else it just well all yeah then the client won't get treatment and that would be on me because they won't get approved right okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah or they won't complete the program and they'd be angry at me right right you don't want that no (laughs) so going back to the structure then how do you 
how do you create your own structure? Like, I know. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, so I've, because I, I have, I have issues of course. And, um, I, I have a little, I've gotten a little bit of like an OCD routine, which is not necessarily the best, but like I have a time of day or I run my errands or I have, um, like I'm working on a website. So I have a time of day where I do that. I do volunteer work. So I, I think it's more, I keep myself really busy. I always find things to do. Like volunteering is something I've always done. That's something I, I, I need to do and want to get into. I just don't know what area, like I, I know I'm interested in like, like helping homeless people in that area. I just don't know where, how to get my foot in the door. I did that once here i um yeah if there's any like shelters there i think you just go in or you can look online and see um that's what i did i just looked online for what was around town and just applied because usually they want volunteers for that like they're open to that right what are you volunteering now Right now I'm volunteering. It's online. I do. I, I like doing things online. I don't know why, but it's online. It's on a, um, it's on a mental health website. I don't want to say the name cause then I'm going to promote it on the podcast. And like, I don't want to promote anything. I don't know if I, I mean, can I, I guess I can. I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but we're not getting paid for promotions yet. Yeah. We don't have uh, any sponsors or anything. Yeah. And I mean, as of now we have like two listeners and not I even. Know, right? so. <laughs> Hi to listeners. Hopefully you're enjoying us. <laughs> trying but to yeah, get the word out, but it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's hard. Um, and I do, so I do a lot of that. I actually like coordinate with other people on there and got like recruited to do more leadership work. And I also, I do my own, I'm weird. I do my own research. I get like hooked in a subject. Like I'm teaching myself marketing strategies right now. Do you like take courses on that? I know you could take, have you heard of Coursera? I don't think I have. Corsa or Coursera. Corsa. I, you know, I, I, I know something called Coursera. I think. Oh, I don't know uh, that. C-O-C-O-U-R-C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah, they have like free courses and paid courses, but they have some good free courses. And I believe they might even have a marketing course on there. Um, hmm. They, yeah, yeah, I took oh. a marketing course in college, but I didn't really learn that much. So that's <laughs> it's. <laughs> That's the thing about courses. I feel like I would learn more by just researching on my own, like Googling, yeah. like Google has everything. Yeah. Google is a course in itself. Mm -hmm. And that because I have ADHD, I tend to hyper-focus, literally hours can go by. I hear yeah. that. I sometimes do that, like, but it's more for like, I usually start doing research and then I usually don't follow up with it sometimes. It's <laughs> usually just like, that's me with, with, with some a lot of different things sometimes so <laughs> it might not just be interesting that's why yeah 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 I mean if it's something interesting but like I guess I'm working on it because I have a goal to start a business so I guess it's like you know it's nice because I have a goal however I have not been motivated this past week because my mood has dipped and I just have no motivation 
And that's what scares me about having like a full-time job because you were saying you want a job and I'm scared of having a, a, a structured job because if I'm having a bad day, I don't know how I'm going to work. I totally hear that. I can relate to that fully. I That's something I've been thinking a lot. And I think that was a big fear of mine for the past year, which is why like I you know, haven't been getting a job like in my career because... And that's why I was also using one reason why I was using because of that fear. And it's hard because if there's a day where I don't feel good, like I could be like, I don't know, like sometimes I just don't want to go into work. And then like, you know, I don't have a choice and then I'm going to be frustrated and more stressed at work. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely a fear. And then, um, you know, having a bad boss on top of that, which I think we did we speak about that? Bad we bosses? didn't. Uh, that was going to be a topic for the future. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely make that a topic. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely a fear of mine. But at the same time, I guess um, what we were talking before, just sitting through in our emotion and accepting it. And it's not easy. Yeah, because that's the tough part. It's like, if only... If only workplaces were more flexible and understood that if someone's having a bad day, like maybe let them take a day off. Yeah. But they're, people don't understand mental health. And it's not like you can just do that. No, unless you were working for a very, 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 very special organization, which is rare to find. <laughs> very but... rare to find. Yeah. And it's, and especially for people who are neurodivergent, you know, like have ADHD or autism or whatever, just, you know, different brains, neurodivergent, like they, they thrive in a different type of environment. A lot of, a lot of us, I know personally for me, I don't like a nine to five job. I know I, I don't like it either, but I feel forced to do it right now. That's, I definitely like one day, my goal is to, you know, start my own business some in some shape or form but I feel like I have a lot to learn still mm -hmm. a lot and I feel like by working for someone else I'll be able to learn a lot um but I never thought I was a nine to five person ever in my life but I feel like I need to force myself for a little bit to do it yeah and I think that's probably good right now yeah that's the you. structure I need that's actually yeah. the structure I need right now yeah I could see that because you know when I when I first got out of treatment for eating disorder, I needed structure. Um, I, that's when I started to volunteer. I went back to school. Like I found structure. I found things to do because I needed the structure. So I can totally see where you're coming from. And now, you know, I've been out of treatment for many years and I guess I'm, I'm don't need as much structure. Mm -hmm. However, I do like a routine. If that makes sense. Right. Now, on the opposing side, I also have a fear of becoming like a workaholic, right. you know, of working, of working too much. So, and <laughs> that's, a whole nother that's a whole nother topic in itself. Um, oh my gosh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that balance is, is something that is hard to find sometimes. But for right now, I just need to focus on, on, you know, I don't need to worry about that too much for now. I just need to find that structure. Um and I could always, you know, worry about that a little bit later. Yeah. And like structure that's not too stressful, you know, like, yeah, not a job that is so stressful that you're going to leave work feeling so stressed and aggravated. Yeah, it's hard. 
it's hard to find. It really is. That's why it's like, I feel like a lot of work environments are just stressful, whether it's coworkers, bosses, loud noises, yeah, customers, there's just some form of stress. Yeah, there always is in some shape or form. It's just a matter of able to tolerate it. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, which is, which is way easier said than done, obviously. <laughs> I and I feel like with today's society, it's just getting worse. The stress. It is with more of social media doesn't help anything with all the fake spreading of misinformation amongst places. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that just creates so much more stress for people, and then people cheating, lying. Yeah, it's a crazy world we live in it really is i want to hear from listeners like some things that help you when you feel stressed or even like what you what do you do when you're at work stressed i don't know if y'all remember our email address but in case you don't it's two sibs in a pod 123 at gmail.com and we're also on instagram at two sibs underscore in a pod. And you can also message us on there and we will respond. We will. We're waiting to see those, those followers. Yes, we are. We are. We want more. We want to hear from you. But we're also thinking of marketing strategies and ways to get the word out. So hopefully, and we'll have that at some point. Yes. Yes. We are brainstorming. That's part of my marketing brainstorming. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.